This is Jewish Board Talk with Sharice Zephard, only on 101.9 High FM. Morris Isaacson School has long been synonymous with the famed Soweto Uprising of 1976, a decisive moment in the liberation struggle in South Africa. In fact, June 16 is now celebrated as Youth Day in this country as we remember those children who marched against unjust laws. But who was Morris Isaacson and what role did he play in South Africa's history? Paul Truella is a journalist and former anti-apartheid activist. He was one of those South Africans who were able to complete their studies through the generosity of Morris Isaacson. In 2011, he wrote a memoir of Isaacson and his wife Mavis, and recently he facilitated a visit to the school by Kevin Isaacson, a grandson of Morris. He joins me now to tell me more. Um, Paul, welcome and thank you so much for joining me. Thank you, Sharice. I'm so pleased to be with you. Um, Paul, Morris Isaacson was born around 1879 in Lithuania. He left the country for a better life for South Africa when he was still a teenager and found himself in Johannesburg within 10 years of the beginning of the city. Can you tell me his story? Yes. Uh, um, as you say, uh, he grew up in uh, in a village um, near the event capital of, of Lithuania, Kovna, now Kaunas, and um, uh, his, 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 his father had uh, a, 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 a kind of a, a hotel or canteen or pub. But then the, the Russian Tsarist uh, government, which controlled Lithuania and other uh, 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 present-day countries uh, uh, to, to its west, uh, passed a law uh, meaning that uh, alcohol could only be sold by the state as a big income earner for the state, which uh, uh, wrecked the earnings of his family. So Morris was sent as a teenager to South Africa, and, uh, and, and people like him uh, were classed as, as going to be minors. And uh, when he arrived in South Africa, he moved pretty quickly from Cape Town up to Johannesburg and, 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 and to the... Uh, Kauteng area, where for a, period, a short period he was a smose, uh, 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 selling things as, as far as possible, uh, and then uh, he developed into a, sh- a shop assistant, and went on to selling insurance, and later established himself in business. Um, but then uh, the war broke out, the war of 1899 to 1902 between uh, the British state and the two Boer republics, uh, Transvaal and Orange Free State. And Morris uh, Isaacson moved to Cape Town for that time, but um, after the defeat of the Boer republics, he moved back to uh, uh, Johannesburg. And what's very interesting at this time is that he became very active um, in, 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 in labor politics. Um, uh, the, 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 the development of uh, deep-level gold mining had led very rapidly to huge capitals being invested uh, internationally in, 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 in the uh, mining of this uh, gold, which was very difficult because uh, unlike in California or, the, or Alaska or even in Siberia where it was largely alluvial, and it would be easy of access, it would be very difficult of access, with very hard quartz city rock. So uh, huge capitals were needed, and the, the highest development of technique uh, in the world at that time. 
And, of course, it was based on a mass of uh, 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 black migrant laborers who uh, had to do very, very heavy labor and were, uh, uh, and, and, and were housed in barracks. They were not allowed to go home. It was nine-month contracts or something like that. And, 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 uh, and a huge division between what was, in fact, uh, uh, surf labor, or semi-surf labor at any rate, and free movement of labor between white workers. And the white workers had come in to do the skilled jobs plus administrative jobs. But there was great discontent in the years before the First World War. And what was formed was the South African Labour Party, a party of white workers and their supporters. And Morris Isaacson took a leading part in labor politics in Johannesburg. Uh, some of his friends said he was a born socialist. <laughs> and he took a prominent part in a very fierce strike of white mine workers in 1913, called by the Transport Federation of Trades, when at least 20 people were killed. And by 1914, uh, before the First World War broke out, he was a member of the National Executive of the Labour Party and a candidate for elections to the Johannesburg Town Council. But these were uh, uh, the elections were suspended because of the outbreak of war. And during the war, uh, he, he, he joined what was called the War on War League, which emerged later in 1915 as the International Socialist League, which opposed the war. And uh, he presided over a, a, a stormy mass meeting at the Gaiety Theatre in Johannesburg uh, in the formation of uh, the international, what was called the International Socialist League. Now, one wing went on to form the Communist Party of South Africa. But Moses Isaacson did not take that route. Uh, he did not become a, a, a communist or a revolutionary Bolshevik. And he was a member of the Labour Party's administrative council uh, when the uh, huge strike of the white mine workers took place on the Rond, as it was then called in 1922. And uh, that was put down in military fashion by the Smuts government uh, with aircraft and, and artillery. And uh, there were between 230 and 250 deaths. And uh, four of the participants were hanged, three of them singing and the red flag. And Morris Isaacson went into hiding at that time with his friend Gabriel Weinstock, also a Yiddish-speaking Labour Party MP, and they hid in a, a small village in a town called Sweetwaters. <laughs> but uh, uh, the danger passed, and he was able to come out again. And uh, uh, in 1924, he, together with uh, 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 Gabriel Weinstock and Morris Kentridge and a, a, a certain man called Jenkins, they formed the Labour Party weekly called Forward, which lasted into the 1960s. And its aim was, quote, primarily to fight for democracy. It became the official journal of the Labour Party. But at that time, Morris uh, 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 Isaacson's orientation changed. And the big question for him became what was to be, uh, how, how to help the huge number of Jewish children in, um, uh, in, in the western part of the, of the former Russian Empire, uh, in, in Ukraine, and in um, uh, other parts of, 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 of what later became the Soviet Union, who had, whose parents had been killed in pogroms. There had been ferocious pogroms. Uh, and, and, and thousands of people had been killed, leading to a huge number of orphans. And um, a man called Ochberg uh, went uh, to uh, Ukraine and he, 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 he 
had lost both parents. And uh, I think something like 200 of, uh, 200 of these uh, children were brought to Cape Town and later came, and then 88 were able uh, to, to come up to Johannesburg. And Morris Isaacson, uh, by this time, uh, he'd become president of the Jewish Guild. He was a treasurer of the Jewish War Memorial Fund. He was treasurer and vice president of the Jewish Relief and Reconstruction Fund. And in 1921, he became a member of the advisory board of the South African Jewish Orphanage in Johannesburg. And in 1924, he became its chairman. And uh, so he played a tremendous role in creating a place of safety for these terribly uh, 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 dis disadvantaged and desolate children. And um, uh, he, he, he played a major role in finding new premises for the orphanage. And um, what he helped to find and to arrange for was for um, the buying of a, 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 a magnificent uh, estate and magnificent house um, in, in, um, in, in Parktown, uh, which had belonged to one of the mining magnates, Sir Lionel Phillips, who had been, who joined um, uh, Alfred Bright in the development of the diamond mining in Kimberley. And uh, this house, uh, the basis of which still survives at 22 Oxford Road uh, in, in Johannesburg, uh, um, it, it had been designed by one of the top uh, international architects of that time, Sir Herbert Baker, who also designed the Union Buildings, St. John's College in Joburg, and Grutescure in Cape Town. And this um, building became the premises for these children. And I've got a piece of writing here uh, uh, from a, a, a book which is full of information about this, which was um, uh, edited and put together by somebody who had been an orphan who grew up there. That was uh, David Solisander. And the book is called uh, Ark, 100 Years of Memories, Arcadia, South Africa's Jewish Orphanage, uh, 1906 to 2006, when it was finally sold. And there were a number of photographs of the places there. But the piece of writing, which really comes to me, was written by a woman called Bertha Cronenberg. That's her married name. And she writes about this 25-acre estate, saying, My childhood memories are colored with vast grounds, elegantly curved walkways, cooled in the summer heat by vines of grapes crossing beams overhead. Overhead. Uh, and she says that it was Arcadia was situated on 25 acres, overlooking the Great Valley, where one could stand on the rocky copy and gaze at the distant Vatvatis Rand. Paul, um, Paul, Paul. And so, and, and this was where uh, Morris Isaacson, together with the woman who became his wife, who was younger than him, Mavis um, Myers, uh, as, as, uh, uh, she. Uh, uh, was working there in the orphanage, and uh, they married um, in uh, uh, 1924 and uh, helped to develop the uh, Arcadia. But later, in 1926, they uh, decided to go and set up their own 
uh, hotel at Wombard's, Wombard's Hotel. And, and that was uh, a main part of their um, uh, business life and working life from that time onwards. Paul, um, so it's, it's an extraordinary, uh, an extraordinary contribution that he made. So after having made this major contribution to uh, a terribly uh, disadvantaged Jewish children, what then happened um, is, is that uh, after World War II, um, when um, uh, Mavis was very active in, 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 in the hospital in Johannesburg, um, what then happened is that he was approached in the 1950s uh, by the head teacher uh, in 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 Suwetu um, uh, of Moshadim Secondary School, a man called Derry Kobe, who's a very serious, determined, high-principled teacher. And um, Derry Kobe was looking to try to get funding to develop the school into uh, a, a far more adequate school than it was. It did not have anything like adequate premises. And Morris Isaacson agreed to fund it. And so he funded uh, six classrooms and a laboratory. And this then uh, finally, after being built, became Morris Isaacson High School in 1961. By that time, Morris Isaacson had died. Um, and I was very fortunate that uh, through his kindness towards my mother uh, in particular, uh, whose father died when she was 16, uh, he provided funds for my education, and I followed in the footsteps of um, his son, Jeffrey, uh, his, 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 his and Mavis' son, Jeffrey, in fact, uh, their stepson. Um, and I was sent to the same schools that um, Jeffrey had been sent to 10 years after Jeffrey. Um, and um, uh, what then happened is that... Um, at, 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 at Morris Isaacson High School in Chibavu, um, Derek Kobe established very good, high quality and uh, uh, teaching standards with very strong discipline as well, uh, and, and, and creating uh, very capable students. But by the time of um, the... Uh, 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 when when the, the National Party government made a decision in the 1970s that they were going to uh, forcibly uh, uh, change the teaching in uh, uh, black secondary schools from uh, primarily English to uh, Afrikaans as the main language of teaching in subjects such as physics and so on. This provoked a huge uh, a spirit of rebellion among the students, which was guided very largely by the black consciousness philosophy uh, in which uh, Steve Biko was the principal exponent. And by this time, the head teacher was uh, uh, Mr. Lechao Matabate, a very powerful head teacher with very strong principles. He had actually invited to become a teacher there, uh, a young man called Onjo Pozitio, who'd been kicked out of Tervlup because of, of uh, black consciousness politics, uh, Tiro was then banned by the state from teaching there. Uh, 
after a while, went to uh, uh, Botswana where he was assassinated by the apartheid, uh, uh, by the apartheid security forces. So there, there was a political background of some kind. But in June 16, uh, uh, 1976, um, students at Morris Isaacson High School who had already joined the South African Students Movement uh, and the South African Students Organization uh, became the second school to come out in that march and uh, took a very active part. And a number of them uh, 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 had, had, went into political careers. Among them, my friend uh, Omri Mahwale, who joined the ANC and was brought out of South Africa uh, to join him contra Caesar. Um, and um, uh, but in general, what is remarkable is that despite the enormous uh, disruption to, 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 to the schooling process of that period with the uh, 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 killing of students, the jailing of students, the disruption of their lives, the, uh, the eruption of their lives in one way, um, nevertheless, that year, 1976, uh, in, uh, Form 5A, the matric year, produced five doctors, <laughs> one chemist, and one mechanical engineer, uh, my friend Omni, who is now chief engineer at Bell and Dalva for the Atomic Energy uh, Project. Um, Paul, and, uh, Paul, sorry, yeah. I'm going to sorry, I'm going to have to interrupt I, you there. Uh, <laughs> no, not at all. It's, it's absolutely fascinating. Unfortunately, we have to keep it in the time. And I just wonder, in the last remaining minute, if you could talk about um, Paul's, um, Morris Isaacson's grandson, Kevin.